0: Section 5 of Chocolate and Cocoa Recipes and Homemade Candy Recipes by Maria Parloa and Janet Mackenzie Hill. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chocolate Dipped Fruit Fudge. One and a half cups of granulated sugar. One cup of maple syrup. One and a half cups of glucose, pure corn syrup. Half a cup of thick cream or a third of a cup of milk and quarter of a cup of butter. Three quarters of a cup of fruit, figs and candied cherries and apricots cut in small pieces. Chocolate for dipping. Half a cake or more of baker's dot chocolate. Stir the sugar, syrup, glucose and cream until the sugar is melted cover and let boil three or four minutes then uncover and let boil stirring often but very gently until a soft ball may be formed in cold water or until the thermometer registers two hundred and thirty six degrees fahrenheit Set the saucepan on a cake cooler and when the mixture becomes cool, add the fruit and beat until it becomes thick, then turn into pans lined with waxed paper. In about 15 minutes, cut into squares. Coat these with the dot chocolate. Chocolate coconut cakes. Two thirds of a cup of granulated sugar. One quarter of a cup scant measure of water. One cup less one tablespoonful of glucose half a pound of desiccated coconut half a pound of baker's dot chocolate heat the sugar water and glucose to the boiling point add the coconut and stir constantly while cooking to the soft ball degree or until a little of the candy dropped on a cold marble may be rolled into a ball Drop, by small teaspoonfuls, onto a marble or waxed paper to make small, thick, rather uneven rounds. When cold, coat with dot chocolate, melted over hot water and cooled properly. These cakes are very easily coated. Baker's Chocolate Divinity One and a half cups of brown sugar One cup of maple syrup half a cup of glucose pure corn syrup half a cup of water a quarter of a teaspoonful of salt the whites of two eggs one cup of nut meats chopped fine two squares of baker's chocolate broken in pieces let the syrup glucose and water stand on the back of the range stirring occasionally until the sugar is melted then cover and let boil five minutes remove the cover and let boil to soft crack two hundred eighty seven degrees fahrenheit or until when tested in water a ball that rattles in the cup will be formed add the salt and chocolate and beat over the fire until the chocolate is melted then pour in a fine stream onto the whites of eggs beaten dry beating constantly meanwhile Add the nuts and pour into a pan lined with waxed paper. In about 15 minutes, lift the candy from the pan by the ends of the paper left for the purpose and cut it into small oblongs or squares. The candy must be stirred constantly during the last of the cooking. In cooking without a thermometer, one is liable to remove the candy from the fire too soon if this happens return egg whites and all to the saucepan set this into a dish of boiling water and stir constantly until the mixture thickens then pour into the pan lined with paper on no account let even a few drops of water boil into the candy chocolate nougatines one cup of granulated sugar half a cup of glucose half a cup of honey strained piece of paraffin size of a pea, quarter of a cup of water, quarter of a teaspoonful of salt, the whites of two eggs beaten dry, one cup of almond or English walnut meats chopped fine, one teaspoonful of vanilla, about half a pound of baker's dot chocolate. Put the sugar, glucose, honey, paraffin and water over the fire. Stir occasionally and let boil to the hard ball degree about two hundred forty eight degrees Fahrenheit. Add the salt to the eggs before beating them and gradually pour on part of the syrup beating constantly meanwhile with the egg beater. Return the rest of the syrup to the fire and let boil until it is brittle when tested in cold water or to two hundred and ninety degrees Fahrenheit. Then turn this gradually on to the eggs, beating constantly meanwhile. Return the whole to the saucepan, set over the fire on an asbestos mat and beat constantly until it becomes crisp when tested in cold water. Pour into a buttered pan a little larger than an ordinary bread pan and set aside to become cold. When cold, cut into pieces about an inch and a quarter long and three-eighths of an inch wide and thick. Coat these with dot chocolate. Plain chocolate caramels Two and a half cups of sugar Three quarters of a cup of glucose, pure corn syrup Half a cup of butter One-eighth of a teaspoonful of cream of tartar Two and a half cups of whole milk, not skimmed, two and a half squares of baker's chocolate, one teaspoonful of vanilla extract. Put the sugar, glucose, butter, cream of tartar, and one cup of the milk over the fire; stir constantly, and when the mass has boiled a few moments, gradually stir in the rest of the milk. Do not let the mixture stop boiling while the milk is being added. Stir every few moments and cook to 248 degrees Fahrenheit or until when tested in cold water a hard ball may be formed. Add the chocolate and vanilla and beat them thoroughly through the candy then turn it into two bread pans. When nearly cold, cut into squares. Chocolate nut caramels 2 cups of granulated sugar one and a half cups of glucose, pure corn syrup, two cups of cream, one cup of butter, three or four squares of baker's chocolate, one and a quarter cups of English walnut meats, two teaspoonfuls of vanilla extract. Put the sugar, glucose, one cup of the cream and the butter over the fire. Stir and cook until the mixture boils vigorously, then gradually add the other cup of cream. Do not allow the mixture to stop boiling while the cream is being added. Cook until the thermometer registers 250 degrees Fahrenheit, stirring gently. Move the thermometer to stir beneath it every 4 or 5 minutes. Without a thermometer, boil until, when tested by dropping a little in cold water, a hard ball may be formed in the water. Remove from the fire, add the chocolate and nuts, and beat until the chocolate is melted. Beat in the vanilla and turn into a biscuit pan, nicely oiled or buttered, to make a sheet three-fourths an inch thick. When nearly cold, turn from the pan and cut into cubes. Ribbon caramels, chocolate layers, one and a quarter cups of granulated sugar, half a cup of glucose, pure corn syrup, scant measure, quarter of a cup of butter, one sixteenth of a teaspoonful of cream of tartar, one and a quarter cups of rich milk, one and a quarter squares of baker's premium chocolate, one teaspoonful of vanilla extract white layer two thirds of a cup of granulated sugar a quarter scant of a cup of water one cup less one tablespoonful of glucose pure corn syrup third of a pound of desiccated coconut put the sugar glucose butter cream of tartar and the fourth of a cup of milk over the fire stir until the mixture boils then very gradually stir in the rest of the milk let cook stirring occasionally to two hundred and forty eight degrees fahrenheit or until when tested in water or on a cold marble a pretty firm ball may be formed add the chocolate and vanilla mix thoroughly and turn into two well-buttered, shallow pans. For the white layer, put the sugar, water and glucose over the fire, stir until boiling, then add the coconut, and stir occasionally until a soft ball may be formed when a little of the mixture is dropped upon a cold marble. Put this mixture over the fire to dissolve the sugar, but do not let it begin to boil until the chocolate layers are turned into the pans. When the white mixture is ready, turn enough of it onto one of the chocolate layers to make a layer about one third of an inch thick. Have the other chocolate layers cooled by standing in cold water. Remove it from the pan and dispose above the coconut layer. Let stand until cold and firm, then cut into cubes. Wrap each cube in waxed paper. Fondant four cups of granulated sugar one and a half cups of cold water quarter of a teaspoonful of cream of tartar or three drops of acetic acid stir the sugar and water in a saucepan set on the back part of the range until the sugar is melted then draw the saucepan to a hotter part of the range and stir until the boiling point is reached add the cream of tartar or acid and, with the hand or a cloth, wet repeatedly in cold water. Wash down the sides of the saucepan to remove any grains of sugar that have been thrown there. Cover the saucepan and let boil rapidly three or four minutes. Remove the cover, set in the thermometer if one is to be used, and let cook very rapidly to 240 degrees Fahrenheit or the soft ball degree. Wet the hand in cold water and with it dampen a marble slab or a large platter then without jarring the syrup turn it onto the marble or platter. Do not scrape out the saucepan or allow the last of the syrup to drip from it as sugary portions will spoil the fondant by making it grainy. When the syrup is cold With a metal scraper or a wooden spatula, turn the edges of the mass toward the centre and continue turning the edges in until the mass begins to thicken and grow white. Then work it up into a ball, scraping all the sugar from the marble onto the mass. Knead slightly, then cover closely with a heavy piece of cotton cloth wrung out of cold water. Let the sugar stand for an hour or longer to ripen then remove the damp cloth and cut the mass into pieces press these closely into a kitchen bowl cover with a cloth wrung out of water this cloth must not touch the fondant and then with heavy paper the fondant may be used the next day but is in better condition after several days and may be kept almost indefinitely if the cloth covering it be wrung out of cold water and replaced once in five or six days Fondant may be used white or delicately coloured with vegetable colour pastes or with chocolate as frosting for small cakes or eclairs as for making candy centres to be coated with chocolate or with some of the same fondant tinted and flavoured appropriately. Almond Chocolate Creams Centres Quarter of a cup of blanched almonds, chopped fine, half of a cup of fondant, quarter of a teaspoonful of vanilla, confectioner's sugar for kneading and shaping, chocolate coating, about one cup of fondant, two squares of baker's chocolate, one teaspoonful of vanilla extract, few drops of water as needed, halves of blanched almonds. Mix the chopped almonds with the fondant and vanilla add confectioner's sugar a little at a time and knead the mass thoroughly on a marble or large platter shape into a long roll then cut into small pieces of the same size shape these into balls a generous half inch in diameter and leave them about an hour to harden on the outside put the fondant for the coating and the chocolate shaved or broken in pieces in a double boiler with hot water in the lower receptacle add the vanilla and the water and heat until melted take out the spoon and put in a dipping fork a wire fork costing about ten cents beat the fondant to keep it from crusting and drop in a centre with the fork cover it with fondant Put the fork under it and lift it out. Scrape the fork lightly on the edge of the dish to remove superfluous candy. Turn the fork over and drop the bonbon onto wax paper. Make a design with the fork in taking it from the candy. At once press half of a blanched almond on the top of the candy or the design made with the fork will suffice. If at any time the coating be too thick, add a few drops of water. If any be left over, use it to coat whole nuts or cherries. Almond and cherry chocolate creams. Centres. Quarter of a cup of candied cherries, chopped fine. Half a cup of fondant. Chocolate coating. About one cup of fondant, two squares of baker's chocolate, one teaspoonful of vanilla extract, bits of cherry. Prepare the centres and coat in the same manner as the almond creams chocolate peppermints melt a little fondant and flavor it to taste with essence of peppermint leave the mixture white or tint very delicately with green or pink color paste with a teaspoon drop the mixture onto wax paper to make rounds of the same size about one inch and a quarter in diameter let these stand in a cool place about one hour put about a cup of fondant in a double boiler Add two ounces of chocolate and a teaspoonful of boiling water. Then stir over hot water until the fondant and chocolate are melted and evenly mixed together. Then drop the peppermints one by one into the chocolate mixture and remove them from the fork to a piece of oil cloth. Let stand until the chocolate is set when they are ready to use. Fig and nut chocolates. Five figs three or four tablespoonfuls of water or sherry wine, half a cup of English walnut meats, powdered sugar, fondant, three or four ounces of baker's chocolate, one teaspoonful of vanilla. Remove the stem and hard place around the blossom end of the figs and let steam with the water or wine in a double boiler until softened, then add the nuts and chop very fine. Add powdered sugar as is needed to shape the mixture into balls. Melt the chocolate using enough to secure the shade of brown desired in the coating and add to the fondant with the vanilla. Coat the fig and nut balls and drop them with the fork onto a piece of oil cloth or waxed paper in the same manner as the cherry bonbons. These may be dipped in dot chocolate instead of fondant. Chocolate marshmallows Cut the marshmallows in halves and put them one by one, cut side down, in chocolate fondant as prepared for almonds and cherry chocolate creams, melted over hot water and flavoured to taste with vanilla. Beat the chocolate with the fork that it may not crust over, lift out the marshmallow, turn it and, in removing the fork, leave its imprint in the chocolate sprinkle at once with a little fine chopped pistachio nut meat to prepare the nuts set them over the fire in tepid water to cover heat to the boiling point drain cover with cold water then take them up one by one and with the thumb and finger push the meat from the skin maple fondant acorns two cups of maple syrup one and a quarter cups of granulated sugar three quarters of a cup of cold water confectioner's sugar two or more squares of baker's chocolate one teaspoon of vanilla about a quarter of a cup of fine chopped almonds browned in the oven make fondant of the syrup granulated sugar and cold water following the directions given for fondant made of granulated sugar cream of tartar or other acid is not required in maple fondant Work some of the fondant, adding confectioners' sugar as needed, into cone shapes. Let these stand an hour or longer to harden upon the outside. Put a little of the fondant in a dish over hot water. Add baker's chocolate and vanilla as desired and beat till the chocolate is evenly mixed through the fondant. Then dip the cones in the chocolate and set them on a piece of oilcloth or waxed paper when all are dipped lift the first one dipped from the paper and dip the base again in the chocolate and then in the chopped and browned almonds continue until all have been dipped chocolate almond bars half a cup of sugar three-quarters of a cup of glucose half a cup of water quarter of an ounce of paraffin at discretion half a cup of blanched almonds chopped fine third of the recipe for fondant three or four ounces of baker's chocolate one teaspoonful of vanilla melt the sugar in the water and glucose and let boil to about two hundred fifty two degrees fahrenheit or between a soft and a hard ball without the paraffin cook a little higher than with it add the almonds and the vanilla mix thoroughly and turn onto a marble or platter over which powdered sugar has been sifted Turn out the candy in such a way that it will take a rectangular shape on that marble. When cool enough, score it in strips about an inch and a quarter wide and, as it grows cooler, lift the strips one by one to a board and cut them in pieces half or three quarters of an inch wide. When cold, drop them sugar side down in chocolate fondant prepared for dipping. With the fork, push them below the fondant, lift out, drain as much as possible, and set onto oil cloth. These improve upon keeping almond fondant sticks two and a half cups of coffee or granulated sugar, quarter of a cup of glucose, half a cup of water, quarter of a pound of almond paste quarter of a pound of baker's premium chocolate one teaspoonful of vanilla extract half a pound of baker's dot chocolate put the sugar glucose and water over the fire stir until the sugar is dissolved wash down the sides of the kettle as in making fondant let boil to the soft ball degree or to two hundred and thirty eight degrees fahrenheit add the almond paste Cut into small thin pieces, let boil up vigorously, then turn onto a damp marble. When nearly cold, turn to a cream with a wooden spatula. It will take considerable time to turn this mixture to fondant. Cover and let stand half an hour. Add the baker's premium chocolate, melted over hot water, and knead it in thoroughly. Add at the same time the vanilla. The chocolate must be added warm at once cut off a portion of the fondant and knead it into a round ball then roll it lightly under the fingers into a long strip the shape and size of a lead pencil form as many of these strips as desired cut the strips into two-inch lengths and let stand to become firm have ready the dot chocolate melted over hot water, and in this coat the prepared sticks, leaving the surface a little rough. Almond Fondant Balls Roll part of the almond fondant into small balls. Some of the dot chocolate will be left after dipping the almond chocolate sticks. Remelt this over hot water, and in it coat the balls lightly. As each ball is coated with the chocolate, drop it onto a plate of chopped pistachio nut meats or of chopped coconut fresh or desiccated. With a spoon sprinkle the chopped material over the balls. Walnut cream chocolates two and a half cups of granulated sugar half a cup of condensed milk half a cup of water three or four tablespoons of thick caramel syrup a little water one teaspoonful of vanilla half a pound of baker's dot chocolate put the sugar condensed milk and water over the fire to boil stir gently but often and let cook to the soft ball stage or to two hundred and thirty eight degrees fahrenheit pour on a damp marble and let stand undisturbed until cold turn to a cream then gather into a compact mass cover with a bowl and let stand for thirty minutes then knead the cream put it into a double boiler add the caramel syrup and the vanilla stir constantly while the mixture becomes warm and thin add a tablespoonful or two of water if necessary and drop the cream mixture into impressions made in cornstarch. use two teaspoons to drop the cream When the candy is cold, pick it from the starch. With a small brush, remove the starch that sticks to the candy shapes. Coat each piece with dot chocolate. As each piece is coated and dropped onto the oil cloth, set half an English walnut meat upon the top. To mould candy in starch impressions. Many candies, especially such as are of some variety of fondant, are thin when warm and solidify on the outside when cold, so that they may be dipped or coated with chocolate. To shape candy of this sort, fill a low pan with cornstarch, making it smooth upon the top. Have ready moulds made of plaster paris glued to a thin strip of wood. Press these into the cornstarch. Lift from the starch and repeat the impressions as many times as the space allows. If moulds are not available, a thimble, round piece of wood or the stopper of an oil or vinegar cruet will answer the purpose, though the impressions must be made one at a time. Chocolate Butter Creams Two and a half cups of sugar Half a cup of water Quarter of a cup of glucose Quarter of a cup of butter Two and a half ounces of baker's premium chocolate, two teaspoonfuls of vanilla, half a pound of baker's dot chocolate. Put the sugar, water, glucose and butter over the fire. Stir until the sugar is melted, then cook to the soft ball degree or two hundred thirty six degrees Fahrenheit. Pour on a damp marble and leave until cold, then pour on the premium chocolate melted over hot water and with a spatula turn to a cream. This process is longer than with the ordinary fondant. Cover the chocolate fondant with a bowl and let stand for 30 minutes. Knead well and set over the fire in a double boiler. Add the vanilla and stir until melted. The mixture is now ready to be dropped into small impressions of starch. When cold and brush free of starch, dip in dot chocolate. When dropping the chocolate mixture into the starch, it should be just soft enough to run level on the top. If too soft, it will not hold its shape in coating. Fondant for soft chocolate creams. Two and a half cups of sugar. Third of a cup of glucose, pure corn syrup. One cup of water. Put the sugar, glucose and water over the fire and stir until boiling, then wash down the sides of the saucepan. Cover and finish cooking as in making ordinary fondant. Let cook to 238 degrees Fahrenheit. Turn the syrup onto a damp marble or platter and before it becomes cold, turn to a cream with a wooden spatula. When the fondant begins to stiffen, scrape at once into a bowl and cover with a damp cloth, but do not let the cloth touch the fondant. Use this fondant in the following recipes. Rose chocolate creams. Fondant. Damask rose colour paste. Half to one whole teaspoonful of rose extract. Half a pound of baker's dot chocolate. Put a part or the whole of the fondant into a double boiler over boiling water with the point of a toothpick take up a little of the colour paste and add to the fondant add the extract and stir until the mixture is hot thin and evenly tinted with two teaspoons drop the mixture into impressions made in starch it should be hot and thin enough to run level on top when the shapes are cold remove from the starch brush carefully and coat with dot chocolate Pistachio chocolate creams Fondant, green colour paste, one teaspoonful of vanilla extract, one eighth of a teaspoonful of almond extract, pistachio nuts in slices and halves, half a pound of baker's dot chocolate. Using green colour paste, vanilla and almond extract, mould the fondant in long shapes. Put a bit of nut in each impression before filling it with fondant. When firm, coat with dot chocolate and set half a pistachio nut on top. Surprise chocolate creams. Fondant, candied or maraschino cherries, flavouring of almond or vanilla, chopped peanuts, half a pound of baker's dot chocolate. Melt the fondant over hot water and add the flavouring. Put a bit of cherry in the bottom of each starch impression, then turn in the melted fondant to fill the impressions and have them level on the top. Let the chocolate, broken in bits, be melted over warm water, then add as many chopped peanuts as can be well stirred into it. Let cool to about 80 degrees Fahrenheit, and in it drop the creams one at a time, as coated dispose them on table oil cloth. Or waxed paper. Chocolate peanut brittle. One and a half cups of sugar, two thirds of a cup of water, half a cup of glucose, pure corn syrup, two level tablespoonfuls of butter, half a pound of raw shelled peanuts, one teaspoonful of vanilla extract, one level teaspoonful of soda, one tablespoonful of cold water, half a pound or more of baker's dot chocolate. Put the sugar, water and glucose over the fire. Stir till the sugar is dissolved. Wash down the sides of the saucepan with a cloth or the fingers dipped in cold water. Cover and let boil three or four minutes, then uncover and let cook to 275 degrees Fahrenheit. When a little is cooled and chewed, it clings but does not stick to the teeth. Add the butter and peanuts and stir constantly until the peanuts are nicely browned or are of the colour of well-roasted peanuts. Dissolve the soda in the cold water. Add the vanilla and the soda and stir vigorously. When the candy is through foaming, turn it onto a warm and well-oiled marble or platter. As soon as it has cooled a little on the edges take hold of it at the edge and pull out as thin as possible loosen it from the receptacle at the centre by running a spatula under it then turn the whole sheet upside down and again pull as thin as possible break into small pieces and when cold coat with dot chocolate prepared as in previous recipes half of a roasted peanut may be set upon each piece as coated Note that the peanuts used in the brittle are raw. The small Spanish peanuts are the best for this purpose. After the peanuts are shelled, cover them with boiling water. Let boil up once, then skim out and push off the skin when they are ready to use. Chocolate Popcorn Balls One and a half cups of sugar One third of a cup of glucose Two thirds of a cup of water one third of a cup of molasses three tablespoonfuls of butter three squares of baker's premium chocolate one teaspoonful of vanilla extract about four quarts of popped corn well salted set the sugar glucose and water over the fire stir until the sugar is melted then wash down the sides of the saucepan cover and let boil three or four minutes then remove the cover and let cook without stirring to the hard ball degree add the molasses and butter and stir constantly until brittle in cold water remove from the fire and as soon as the bubbling ceases add the chocolate melted over hot water and the vanilla Stir to mix the chocolate evenly through the candy, then pour onto the popped corn, mixing the two together meanwhile. With buttered hands, lightly roll the mixture into small balls. Press the mixture together, only just enough to hold it in shape. Discard all the hard kernels in the corn. Have the corn warm and in a warm bowl. Chocolate Molasses Kisses Two Cups of Coffee and Sugar one-third of a cup of glucose, pure corn syrup, two-thirds of a cup of water, one cup of molasses, two tablespoonfuls of butter, quarter of a teaspoonful of salt, four ounces of baker's premium chocolate, one teaspoonful of vanilla extract, or one teaspoonful of essence of peppermint. Put all the ingredients, save the salt, chocolate and flavouring, over the fire let boil rapidly to two hundred and sixty degrees fahrenheit or until brittle when tested in cold water during the last of the cooking the candy must be stirred constantly pour onto an oiled platter or marble pour the chocolate melted over hot water above the candy as the candy cools on the edges with a spatula or the fingers turn the edges towards the centre Continue this until the candy is cold enough to pull. Pull over a hook until cold. Add the flavoring, a little at a time, during the pulling, cut in short lengths and wrap in waxed paper. End of section six.